Good morning. It's good to see each and every one of you here today, and I appreciate you being here. I want to apologize before I start the lesson for the simple reason that I'm trying, I tried something new, and it doesn't show up that well upon the screen. It shows up fine on my computer, but on the screen it doesn't show up, and so I won't do this anymore. But uh, you can follow along and just believe what I'm telling you <laughs> as, as I read the scripture. We're going to talk about foundational guides. We started out with, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you what he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock, and when a flood arose, the stream broke against that house and could not shake it, because it had been well built. But the one who hears and does not do them is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. And when the stream broke against it, immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. One of the things that you notice in life is foundations are essential for building anything. And I don't care what it is that you're going to build, you have to have the proper foundation for it to stand and do well. Buildings, you've watched buildings if they've cracked and they've fallen because they didn't have the proper foundation. I was raised in a house on Olive Street, or I lived there for quite a while, and it didn't have really a foundation. And it was about to fall down when they finally got rid of it and traded it for a trailer house, or I should say a mobile home, but that was a trailer house that we got after that. It wasn't long ago that a bridge fell, and it was a brand new bridge, but something was wrong in the foundation or how they, how they made it. I don't know what it was, but that's true also of character. If you're gonna build your character, you have to have the proper foundations. If you're going to be a Christian, you have to have the proper foundation. And the taller the building's going to be, the bigger the character is going to be, it takes a deeper foundation. And I believe that this is one of the things that's lacking in the church, is we don't have the proper foundations. And so I'm going to try to give you those foundations and I hope that you take them and then you start to build upon them. You know, when you go to school, one of the things, do you remember how you sat there and they said A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, X, Y, Z. <laughs> you had to learn your ABCs and why did you have to learn those? You had to learn them so that you could read, so that you could write, and so that you could communicate properly. Most people do not read well. And the reason why is they didn't get the foundation properly. They get through life and they can read, but they do not read well. And the reason why is because that was not instilled into them to where it became foundational and they're going to build upon that. 
And therein is the danger in Christianity also. Numbers. One, two, three, four, five. Why do you have to learn them? So that you can function properly after you get the basics in you. So that you can go. My wife went to the store the other day and I'm making this number up. She told me what it was. But I think it was... She bought something and it was eight dollars and six cents. Seven. Eight dollars and seven cents. And so she gave the guy twenty dollars and seven cents. He said, I don't need the change. He didn't know how to put twenty dollars and seven cents, and that thing would have told him what to give her back, which would be twelve dollars. So he gave her $11 and all this change that she was trying to get rid of because he doesn't have foundation of the mathematics. This is essential that you have to have. If they took away the computers today, you could not get change. Now that's what it teaches. That we, we, we know that about people out in the business world. What do we do if we can't push this, push this in? If we had to count back money, we can't do it. So it's saying that we are becoming dumber and dumber and we're not being educated properly. History, you learn so much from history but one of the things that you have to learn about history is the mistakes that they made so that you can avoid making the same mistakes. If somebody says that President Lincoln was the first president of the United States, you know something is wrong because everybody knows that Calvin Coolidge was. <laughs> so just as buildings and bridges fall under pressure, also spiritually. When, when the pressure comes, you fall. Why? Because you don't have the proper foundation. And I didn't realize that this was a problem with me until the pressure came. And I seen that I was getting carried away with that. And so I thought, I need to have a series on this. And our series on six foundations starts today. To grow to maturity. And you have to have these spiritually in order for you to grow. And without these, you're going to be on shaky ground. So I want to think for a minute with you. What is a spiritual foundation? Now, most people don't question that. They just think, well, I believe the Bible, and that says it, you know. I, I, I seen something quite a while ago, or I saw something quite a while ago. Uh, I've got my tutor here on the front row. I saw something here a while ago that said, God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. Oh, I wish things were that simple. But things are not that simple. We need to be able to give an answer to everybody that asks why we believe what we do. So what is a spiritual building? Well, it's an underlying basis or principles for success. That's what it is. 
So there's something laying under me that will make me successful spiritually because I've got the right foundation. And if I don't have the right foundation, we're going to be in a mess. It's really a building, an architecture language. I'm going to use basic words here that mean the same thing. Basic, elementary, beginning, or first. Paul many times says, first of all, he learned or taught them about the death, burial, and resurrection, uh, and that has to be essential. In Hebrews, the sixth chapter, and verse one through, through four, he says, therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again the foundation. And you have to have these to be to mature. A repentance from dead works. And we call these the first principles. Works of faith toward God and instruction with, about washings, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And this we will do if... God permits. Now I want you to think about what we just said. Certainly Christ is the main foundation upon everything that is built. But these things that he is talking about are going to be some things that you have to have in order to build upon that. So for six weeks now, if my health holds up and the creek doesn't rise... We're going to talk about these six things, and it's important that we get. We need the principles to properly build upon. And the apostles are foundational in their teaching about what Christ wants you and I to do. They describe the basis of each truth to be believed and experienced. In 1 Corinthians 3, 9 through 11, he says, For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, God's building, according to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder. I laid a foundation and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it, for no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. The teaching of the apostles become foundational for us, but what did they teach? What did they want us to get? I want you to notice as it says about them in 1 Peter 2, 4 through 8, as you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious, you yourselves like living stones are being built up as spiritual house to be a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable God to God through Jesus Christ for it stands in the scripture. It says in the scripture. Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So to, the honor is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone and a stone of stumbling, a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. These religious leaders rejected the main cornerstone. Now, you can't get foundational stones 
without that main cornerstone, which is Jesus Christ. And the religious leaders did not accept him because he did not conform to their religious idea of what religion is about. We have to build from childhood to maturity and get the basics down from the six foundations. So we're going to go through these. He says the first one is repentance from dead works. And what this is going to involve, and we're going to study that next week, is a change of mind about who is going to direct your life. I've been directing my life and now I'm making a change of my mind as to who is going to direct me. If you remember, there's a story Jesus told and he said there were two people and the father came and he said to the sons, he said, son, you go out and work in the field. And the son said, okay, I'll go out there and work. And the other one said, I'm not going. And then later on, the one that said he was going, he said, I'm not going to go. He changed his mind. That's repentance. And the other one says, I won't go. He changed his mind. He went and worked. That's repentance. Repentance is a change of mind. And I've been steering my steering wheel along and driving the car. And I've been, I'm in a wreck. I'm in an emotional state that I can't get out of. He says, now that's the first thing you're going to have to do is you're going to have to change your mind about who's going to direct your life. And people won't do this. You say it's hard. Of course it's hard. Uh, Vanessa and I were just, talk, were, were just talking about this. It's hard to change that, to let God take over and run your life. And so that means you're going to have to work all the time at doing that. And then he says the second thing is the faith towards God. And many people think I have faith toward God and when they really don't have that faith. This is an obedient faith, something that's active, something that's alive. It moves me. Many people learn and they can memorize the Bible and they can quote it. And if you ask somebody, they'll say John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him shall have a, should have everlasting life. What does that mean? That faith. Well, it means that I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Yes, that's what I confess. But it also means that whatever he says is going to be the rule of my life. And the apostle says, I'm going to tell you exactly what Christ wants you to do. It says, take care of your mother and father. I can't do that. I'm too busy. I do what I want to do and what I don't want to do, I don't do. Now that's where the problem is. And then he says the doctrine of baptism or the doctrine of washings. And this includes Old Testament washings. What was it about when they were washing the dishes, all these main dishes in a holy way? And... It includes baptism of John. It includes our baptism. What that's all about. 
And he says, you've got to get these things in you. Down deep, down deep inside of you. And laying on of hands. Well, certainly we know that was spiritual gifts. And we also know it's a fellowship of the gospel. As they laid hands upon people and sent them forth to do things. We need to understand these things. And we need to practice these things. Because he's giving us some. And the resurrection from the dead. Everybody says, you know, I want to be resurrected. You're going to be resurrected one day, whether you want to be or not. You're going to be resurrected. But is there something deeper than that that he's saying? Is there something from baptism until the final resurrection? What God does and what we do. We need to understand those things. And then he says, you need to understand eternal judgment. What it's like. What's the criteria? What's, who's the judge? What's this all about? I want to know. You know, Brother Gary said the other day, he said that, that, uh, that at the judgment day, it's going to happen in twinkling of an eye. The Bible doesn't say that. The Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says our bodies are going to be changed in the twinkling of an eye. Not the judgment. We need to understand what does it say about the judgment. You know, whenever Paul preached the judgment, it said Felix trembled. The judgment day is coming. What is it like? And when the writer of Hebrews tells us to leave the basic teachings of Christ, he is saying now that you have them, now build upon them. Don't leave them out there and say, I don't want those anymore. No, those are building blocks. This is building stones. Just like school. What am I going to school for? And finally, Dustin's going to graduate. Tyler's going to graduate. They have the basics for living in life. That's what graduation's about. We come to a place that finally we say, you know what, I've been grounded in Christ. I know the doctrine of Christ. And now it's time for me to live it in life in a practical way. If you have a good foundation, you will last in the storms. If you don't, and that was the point of our first scripture, if you don't have that foundation, you're not going to do it. I want to ask, how many people here are really excited about being Christians? I am, and I hope everybody is. And we say we're excited, and people come in and they say, oh, this is the Port Wainimi Church of Christ. How friendly are we? <clears throat> if I could change this building, we would have aisles on both sides because everything gets blocked up here. But I like to see it blocked up here because people are visiting. Because people are saying, you know what, I'm glad to see you. You know, we've got, you're, you're the nephew, right? 
you're here and I tell you, you've got somebody great. She's just as faithful as can be. But you know, he's, he's wonderful to have here. You're wonderful to have here. You know, it says be sure and... You know how you approach this fella? Let me tell you. He might be an angel unaware. You need to treat him like Jesus just came into the assembly. And we're glad you're here. Isn't there a passage somewhere that says, greet one another with a holy kiss? Now, we don't want to go that far, but <laughs> let's, let's at least shake hands, okay? Let's at least acknowledge one another. We get up and we run just as fast as we can to get away. It's dangerous to neglect spiritual foundations. When you do, we fail to put into practice and only fool ourselves. We're going to give an account to God. And this is why I'm preaching. Because that day is coming. He says, and I'll just quote this from 2 Corinthians 5.10. We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or bad, whether good or evil. If that's true, and you know that it is. What is my life really? Am I applying what God really wants me to do? We become outlaws. We become outlaws. In Matthew, the seventh chapter, he says something very, very profound. Not everyone who says to me, I go to church. I give my money. I even shake hands once in a while. And Sunday is my favorite day to get all that I need spiritually. And I don't need any more. And I can honestly say, Lord, Lord. And when you have Lord, Lord, that means I'm giving emphasis that you're my Lord. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven on that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Cast out demons in your name? And do many mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Who does this sound like? It sounds like the Corinthians. Do you remember the Corinthians? That's one of the things he said in the first... 13 verses of 1 Corinthians. 
He says, Jesus Christ, the Lord, our, our Savior. He talks about all of these things. And they were very religious people, but they had forgot Jesus Christ and his teaching. They didn't treat each other right. They didn't take the Lord's Supper right. They didn't do any of it right. And he says, you're getting ready to be cut off. When these storms come, they're going to wipe us away if you don't have the foundations. But you can't get the foundations unless you're taught the foundations. And that becomes my responsibility. It becomes your responsibility. To have this ingrained deep inside of us our big mistake is that we get people to repent in their seat and then come and be converted down the aisle and we get them into the baptistry and we think that everything is okay and after that I don't need to study one thing. I'm okay and I'm on my way to heaven. God forbid. We have to live it daily. We have to put this inside of us daily. We have to have the basics in life. In Isaiah, the 28th chapter, Therefore thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am the one who has laid as a foundation in Zion a stone, a tested stone. And he says, a precious cornerstone of a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not be in haste. Do you believe that Jesus teaches something? If he teaches something, it's imperative that I get it, and it's imperative that I get the foundational stones that I can build upon. If I don't get those, he says it very well when he says that those that can't handle the little things that he tells us, how can you handle the big things that he tells us? You have to start with the small, and then I've got the basics, and then I build upon that. And only as we actually experience foundational stones can we truly become different people? In 2 Timothy, the second chapter in verse 19, but God's firm foundation stands, stands bearing this seal. The Lord knows those who are His. And let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. What is iniquity? Walking outside of the rules, walking outside of the basics, walking outside of those things. He says, you're practicing lawlessness. Now, nobody in their right mind likes an outlaw. And God says, you are one if you're not holding to the teachings that I teach. We're going to be judged on these things. And that's what he says in 2 Timothy 2.19. Though the Lord knows 
those that are his. So, what do I do? I depart from that and make up my mind that I'm going to let God fill me. The basics have to be lived. In Hebrews, the fifth chapter, and verse 12 and 13, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, let me ask you something. Could you teach mathematics to somebody? No. Could you teach the fundamentals of, uh, of mathematics? Now, I'm not the best teacher on mathematics, I'll tell you that. Because when we get past fractions, in fact, in fractions, I start to get in trouble. But I can teach you how to count. You know what? You can teach a horse how to count. You can teach a dog how to talk. What's on a roof? Bark. Uh, roof, roof. What's on a tree? Bark, bark. You can, you can teach all those things. And that fellow took his dog and he was amazed that that dog could talk. And he said, What's on the roof? He said, what's on the top? He said, roof, roof. And people started throwing bottles at him. And he took the dog out and he said, you stupid dog, you got us in trouble. And the dog said, well, what did you want me to say? <laughs> you ought to be teachers. You need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. They had been taught this, but they didn't get it. That's where we're starting. We're going to go back to the basic teachings, those six things, and get them deep in our lives so that we can be proficient in doing what God wants us to do. You need milk, and that's so important. A babe needs milk, right? And you will always need that milk. You'll need those basics. But, and not solid food. You try to give a baby solid food, you know what's going to happen. It's going to choke to death. Get these things, get that milk, get the nourishment deep inside of you. For everyone who lives in milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a child. Being a child, one of the things that a child does is he knows he's little and he needs to grow. And it's up to us, the elders, the preacher, and the mature members to help the others get these things. So what's the big deal? The storms are going to come. That's the big deal. These storms will come. And when they do, we're no longer excited about the Lord. We're no longer excited about the Lord's Supper. We're no longer, the death of Christ means nothing. We've forgotten those things. The basics aren't there. And so we want to get these basics back in. 
In conclusion, we're going to read this one passage and think about it. We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, I said last, but it's not. So that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Everyone who hears the words of these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house. But it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does them does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against the house. And he fell, and it fell, and the great was the fall of it. Are you ready for the storm? Because they come, and it'll take you away. If you're built upon the solid foundations, so please come, get these memorized in your life, living in your life, and you'll be ready to become mature Christians. If we can help you to obey the gospel of Christ by you believing with all of your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, recognizing that you need to repent, that is change your mind and let God take control. Confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. Be baptized for the remission of sins as you enter into the blood of Christ and have your sins washed away. Be raised to walk in newness of life and you'll be walking in the resurrection of Christ. Won't you come? All together we stand and sing.